What's up, and welcome to another exciting edition of Bearded B-Roll. I'm Kyle. And I'm Mike, just two bearded dudes here to chat about all the movies you love, hate, don't mind, or simply never heard of. What are, what are you at? I'd say like three inches. Alright, cool. Welcome back to Bearded B-Roll. Today we're talking about the top ten movie castrations. I'm Kyle. And I'm Mike, and I'm going to be talking about the top ten movie castrations. I love doing this part. It's my favorite part. So you actually had trouble coming up with a list for this one, didn't you? Yeah, because I don't focus on dicks as much as you. Now, in a previous episode, you talked all about how you always notice dicks. Okay, I notice, like, seeing them, but I don't notice all the times they get removed, you know? it's just So you not... prefer... The ones that stick with you are the ones where the penises are happy, then? Yes, yes. Okay. It really helped. See, that was one of the things that helped me in my life drawing class was I always drew the dick. As many people know, well, as you know, in life drawing classes, most people don't do the dick. They just make them dickless. That's fair. Not me. That was the majority of my focus. Spent a lot of my time just doing that part. My favorite dick drawings were in Jonah Hill's notebook in Superbad. Remember like the brontosaurus dick, lumberjack dick. The small child riding the dick. Okay, that one I don't remember. It was like a like a cowboy, but it was like a kid cowboy riding a dick. Horse. So this is the this is the end of the happy dick conversation. From now on, we're going to talk about butchered sad dicks. Yeah, maimed, sad, depressing dicks. Um, I can only come up with a list of two. All right. Well, do you want to say them first or in the honorable mentions? They are definitely on your list. Okay. Well, then you just point them out when we when we see them. I so, will. so my top 10 list starts with uh, Cannibal Ferox, which came out in 1981. It was kind of a, like a ripoff of Cannibal Holocaust, but it's still fun in its own way. And it involves basically some pretty mean-spirited people going to the Amazon. And there's one guy who I think he's trying to get gold or something. And he takes one of the, I think the main like elders of the town were away for some reason. And he takes the guy who's currently in charge of the village and like ties him to a pole and makes a big deal about like cutting his eye out in front of everyone and making a big deal out of it. But later the elders come back, they tie him to a pole, they cut his eye out. And then this like elderly woman cuts his dick off and eats it in front of a crowd of people. And then somebody walks by later because they leave him hanging up on the pole and puts like some medicinal herbs on the crotch wound. This guy actually continues to get fucked up more and more throughout the film. He tries to escape at one point. So he and his dickless body are running toward a canoe. They get caught. He gets his hand cut off. Then later, eventually, they just cut off the top of his skull. And I think they eat his brains with like a spoon or something. It was pretty sweet. Sounds pretty fucked up. Well, this one definitely made it on my list because it's not only a castration, it's someone eating the dick as well. Yes. And that's, yes. Okay. That for sure adds layers to it, and that's what I'm all about. The fact that you have a top 10 favorite time someone's eating a dick just it, it honestly just makes me worried. I don't think I can think of 10 times somebody ate a dick in the like ingestion sense, not just like, you know, plowing it in your throat. Of course, last episode you were talking about feeding dick to a Tamagotchi. That came up. I just thought of another time that someone got a dick came off that would be on a list, but it would be a TV show, and you said you didn't like when I did that. I have a couple TV shows under honorable mention, so we'll save it for that. Okay. So number nine is from the movie Pieces. I don't know if you got a chance to watch it yet. It's the I, I have not yet watched that. 
I've watched a lot of things, but not that. This is spoilers abound for sure, so I don't know if you want to listen or not. I, you told me about the whole movie. I think I'm fine. Spoilers for all the people that listen to the show that aren't me, because I don't care about spoilers. So basically, this one I put on my list just because it wins the award for like castration that comes out of absolutely nowhere, because the whole thing is about this guy going around murdering co-eds on campus with a chainsaw. That's the cell. He, uh, unbeknownst to everyone else, is actually trying to, I guess, recreate a weird version of his mother or something based on all the aggregate parts of the women that he is sewing back together. And the police bust in at the last minute and manage to save this undercover cop that the killer had served some type of roofie to. And after all said and done, the guy gets shot. The woman gets rescued. The police are ready to go. There's like two people left in the room. One's a detective and one's this college kid who's been sort of helping out the whole time. And the closet door opens all on its own, and this sewn-together body falls out. And everybody's like, ah. Then the college kid, college kids, the college kid walks past this thing because he's like, oh, I left my jacket over here. Let me get my, (laughs) we got your friend. Um, He says, I got to go over here. My jacket's over here. And when he walks past this dead, decaying corpse composed of like at least eight different people to get his jacket, all of a sudden, this arm shoots up, grabs his crotch digs in with nails blood squirting everywhere and the movie ends on like a freeze frame of the kid's like anguished face nice first of all he wasn't even the killer he didn't do shit i mean he slept with a couple girls and seemed to not want to call them afterwards but i don't know if that justified because other than that he actually seemed like a pretty nice guy the killer actually got off pretty easy just getting shot in the heart i think this kid who's been trying to help catch the killer the whole time got rewarded by getting his sack ripped off so out of nowhere reward for that one (laughs) <laughs> so number number eight for me is uh, a great one and it's fun because you can either watch it as a movie or you can look at it in print but it's from uh the yellow bastard edition of sin city or just sin city the movie or the detective is that what the comic book version is called the yellow bastard edition well no it's just called the yellow bastard it's volume four of the sin city set okay because they're each separated into different sections depending on who it's about like there's to hell and back i think is one with marv i don't remember the names of them off the top of my head but i have them in a box somewhere yeah it's in a box what's in the box <laughs> is it a gwyneth paltrow's dick but anyway there the yellow bastard does not start out as the yellow bastard in in the story he starts out as this asshole son of a senator who is a child murderer slash rapist i guess and he kidnaps girls and tortures them until they scream at which point he finally kills them Bruce Willis's character plays Hardigan, this uh, gruff cop who basically tracks him down. All the cops know the guy's doing this, but nobody stops him because they're afraid of like the senator daddy getting them in trouble or basically having them killed because he's essentially a gangster. But Hardigan can't take it anymore, so he tracks the guy down, rescues this girl, shoots off the murderer's hand, and then shoots off his dick. That's only like the first half of it, though, because later the yellow bastard appears several years later. I guess Nancy's grown up now, so maybe, what, eight years later or something? And it's basically the same guy whose senator father had paid scientists a lot of money to try to regrow his man parts. And one of the side effects is that he turned into this creepy, five o'clock shadowed, goblin-faced, bald-on-top, bright yellow guy. And basically, he does the same thing. He tries to kidnap the same girl who got away, and Hardigan goes after him again, shoots off his hand again, but this time just grabs his nuts and rips them off with his bare hands. And it was great. 
and very so this colorful. This was one actually. of my two, by the way. This was one of them. One of my two. All right, cool. You should comment on these like a little bit more though, because right now it's just me reading a list. I know it's fun. This is cute. I like this. <laughs> Story time with Mike. Story time with Mike. Do you want to hear my number seven? Yeah. What's your number seven? My number seven. Oddly enough, also involves Robert Rodriguez, because Robert Rodriguez directed Sin City, and he also directed Planet Terror, part of the Grindhouse feature with Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof. It was one of my least favorite parts of the Grindhouse thing. I think I've seen Planet Terror once. So Planet Terror, I thought, other than all the excessive CGI, which is really the only thing that took me out of it, was kind of a fun throwback to the 80s zombie stuff. Not like the great zombie stuff. I mean, more like the Night of the Comet kind of stuff, which I love on on its own, but not because it's a fantastic movie. But in Planet Terror, there was a multitude of castrations, a variety of castrations, and really just some of them were pretty creative. I mean, on one hand, you got, I have no idea what the actor's name is, but he played Saeed in Lost. That's the only thing I know him from other than Planet Terror. How many dicks get cut off in Planet Terror? Like, why is this like... No, no, castration, because in Planet... Castration doesn't have to just be a dick. It can also be balls. Oh my god. In Planet Terror... The guy who played Saeed in Lost plays this, like, I guess he's a gangster. And one of the ways he punishes people is by castrating them. It, like, opens up. They introduce him with all of his guys are standing around holding this other guy up as he takes out this, I guess, like, horse gelding castration tool and goes over to the guy and they rip his pants off with a knife and then uh, castrate him. But later, maybe even at the same part, the guy shows his ball collection. He has this giant, like, beaker i guess filled with formaldehyde and just has like i don't know like 24 to 36 balls floating around in it like he just collects them from people that have wronged him or he feels have wronged him so that is its own like castration nightmare so i feel like that has to be included but the other one that's more comical that i think a lot more people remember is quentin tarantino's cameo in planet terror where he plays a soldier and these are the soldiers that if they stop breathing in whatever chemical keeps them from turning they like turn into weird melty creatures based on some chemical they were exposed to in afghanistan okay he quentin tarantino walks into the room and he wants to rape rose mcgowan and he takes off all his like his whole breathing apparatus and the other guy's like bro you gotta have that on or you're gonna he's like yeah i know i know and he like starts to (laughs) melt a little bit and when the need is that strong that it's worth dying i feel like that's a bit much Oh, that's the thing. It's so comical. It's not meant to be serious. Cause like at one point he like unzips his pants and the girls are looking at him and the camera shows us the girls between his legs. Like the camera's behind him underneath his legs. And this like goop starts to slide down and like splat on the floor. And Quentin Tarantino looks down at his dick and goes, I better make this quick. Oh my God. And it was just, it was fantastic. <sighs> so is he able to use it? No, not even a little bit. Mm. I think he gets killed like right after that. Um, so that one was not one of your two, I guess. No, no. Planetary, I literally, I don't think I liked it, so I don't remember anything about that movie. Try it again. It's actually pretty fun. It's not amazing, but it's got it's got moments in it. Weird. It's weird how, like, all of a sudden, while we're discussing these, I'm coming up with ones, but just because they remind me of those. Like, that, it's not from Planet Terror, but I have one, and I forget the name of the movie, so... I'll have to look that up real quick. Do you wanna do you wanna describe it and maybe I can help? It's the one where the aliens live in people's ball sacks. That's all you. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so my number seven or my number six now 
because I'm on number six. My number six might actually be one of your two. My number six is teeth. Yep. Okay. Because that's basically the whole point of the movie. It is a vagina with teeth and it bites dicks that deserve it. Bites dicks off. And sometimes it's done more accidentally in like a self-defense mechanism type of way. And then other times it's more insidious, like with the brother at the end where she's like, yeah, why don't you come over here and fuck me? It'll be great. And then she bites his dick off with her vagina and feeds it to his dog. And Wait, <laughs> your description of that is fucking horrible. Why don't you come over here and fuck me? That's how she said it. That's how she said it. Well, okay. He had, he had been like abusing his own girlfriend. He had her like in some kind of dog harness or something and was like fucking her really loudly and ignoring the mother like down the hall who was dying of cancer. And the mother, I guess, you know, expired while he was in there being a dick. And then later the girl was upset about that, amongst other things. So she punished him by doing that. He had been wanting to, like, fuck her the whole time, even though I guess they were blood-related, right? Like, they were just brother and sister. There was no step thing, was there? I don't think it was ever, like, just, like, I don't know. Either way, it seemed wrong, the way they filmed it. It seemed like it wasn't something that would be okay with everyone. So yeah, then she like lets him do it and he's like enjoying himself for a little bit. And then she is like, all right, time's up, crunch. And she like bites it off, walks to the other side of the room and he's sitting there holding himself like, what the fuck just happened? And then she like releases it and we just see it drop to the floor between her legs. And then the dog comes over and starts like chomping on it, scarfing it down. And he's just like anguished, like, why? And then that was pretty much the end of that scene. (laughs) Did you figure out your alien ball sack thing yet? No. I'll find it. I, it wasn't a good movie. You're not talking about that like Chillerama drive-in thing, right? Where it was a bunch no, of it was like called Darkness or something. Something Darkness. Okay, cool. Uh, so number five is maybe you're going to dispute it a little bit, but it's Hard Candy. I've never seen Hard Candy, and I've always wanted to see Hard Candy, but it's like at the same time, like something that's like a lot from what I what I know about it. Well, it was a pretty cool movie, and it had a very small cast. It really could be done as a play and be just as effective. There were only like maybe two actually speaking characters the entire time. Patrick Wilson played Jeff, and Elliot Page played Haley. So Haley's character is more or less, um, I guess she's supposed to be like 14 or like 15, maybe 13. I don't know. She's young looking. And Patrick Wilson plays this obviously older guy who I guess met her on the internet and wants to take her back to his place to fuck her. And everything about the interactions is like super creepy. Like it's orphan level creepy the way they film it. So it was super effective in that sense. Who's who's the orphan though? She is? Well, I mean, you know the scene in The Orphan where it's like the younger girl is like trying to like sexually assault the guy because he's like drugged out of his mind. Yeah. It, it, it kind of echoes that level of creepy because even though you know she's like 18 or whatever in real life, they did a very effective job making her look younger. So the way he's like she's hitting on like her. Four feet tall or whatever. Well, yeah, he's much taller than her. And, and the way he's just like touching her nose or sh- stroking her like hair or caressing her neck, it just makes you uncomfortable. And the way it's filmed uh, just effectively conveys that. But it's not all it's made out to be because once he gets her back to his place, well, I mean, not immediately, it starts to be revealed that she's actually some kind of like avenging angel of like wrong children who's there to like fuck this guy's day up, basically. And there's a scene in it later where he gets knocked unconscious and wakes up strapped to a table. And uh, there's this whole like TV setup so he can see what's going on down there. And um, she basically 
removes one of his balls and like walks over to the garbage disposal and like drops it in and turns it on. Um, and this one is not higher on the list because it's, it's the most graphic one. It actually has like, like actual medical footage of that process on the screen. What? Like they have like, like you really see someone's balls getting removed. Well, like a ball. I mean, I think about if somebody has a cancerous, you know, testicle or something, it's going to be taken out. So think like educational footage from that. But I mean, they show it on a screen and he's like, no. And she drops it in the garbage disposal and he's like, no. But um, it turns out that she didn't actually castrate him at all. It was just entirely simulated. What she did was like put a bunch of ice on his balls and like a clamp on it so that they were totally numb by the time she was doing this and told him it was anesthetics. So it was technically a fake out. And that's why it's not higher on my list because it's the most graphic commit to it because the whole point of it was to fuck with him psychologically. Do you want me to tell you what happens at the end? She actually cuts his dick off. No, she gathers all this evidence on him while he's like unconscious or something and like sends it all to the police. And he has the option of waiting till the police get there or hanging himself. So he obviously waits till the police get there, right? Yeah, no, he hung himself. And then she just like puts her red, you know, she's wearing like a red hoodie, like red riding hood, but like she's the wolf. So that's, I mean, he's thinks he's the wolf, but he's not really the wolf. So it was a simulated one. That's why it's not higher on my list, but for sure the most graphic because of the medical footage that was in it. Well, but mean, it also just real castration you got to see. So <laughs> it, it hit pretty hard. Yeah. <sighs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> I mean, it's still, it's a pretty good movie. It's, it's very, it's well acted and it just doesn't, there's not a lot in it other than the two people. So they like have to be on point and they were. So I'd recommend it. Let's see. Number, number four. Uh, not all of mine are super serious. Number four is the end of 21 Jump Street. Oh, yeah, he does get castrated or something in that, doesn't he? Was he get shot? He gets shot in the dick, right? Yeah, he gets shot in the dick and it like, it, he gets shot in the dick and it like falls out of his pant leg to the ground. But the guy's already handcuffed at this point. I don't know why he got shot after he was handcuffed. I might have missed that. But it gets funnier than that because his dick gets shot off and he's like handcuffed. And he's like, oh, God, can somebody help me out? Can somebody grab that? Please, please grab that. Can somebody get that? And like nobody's helping him because he's a dick, basically. So he like gets down on his, well, not his hands because they're handcuffed behind his back, but he gets down on his knees and like picks it up in his teeth. Like I'm bringing this with me. (laughs) Then later you find out they were not able to reattach it. Yeah, because he like all pretends to be like a lady or whatever. Well, no, because like when they they go to see him in prison in the second one and he's like, they couldn't reattach my dick, but it's cool. They gave me a vagina now. He seems like <laughs> kind of into it. And apparently James Franco's brother, Dave Franco, is like his cellmate who is like super depressed because Rob Riggle apparently keeps trying to get Dave Franco to fuck his vagina. So it's like a weird take on prison rape. Oh, it's like the opposite. It's like a very, very opposite. Like nobody's actually getting it in the butt either, which is like a new take on that as well. Did you ever find your alien ball sack thing or? No, I feel like it's definitely something I've seen. And for whatever reason, it just doesn't exist anymore. I can't remember what it was. It was anyway, the aliens, it's a zombie movie. And at one point they're trying to figure out like, for whatever reason they decide they're It's a bad zombie movie. Pretty sure I fast forwarded through a lot of it, but they're doing an autopsy on the zombies and this dude's dick falls off and they're like, I forget what the exact line is, but it's something like, I think that's his. And they're like, oh, yeah. Like, it's that is like really bad acting there. But then they find out that the zombies uh, or the aliens are laying eggs 
in the men's ball sacks, and that's how they're. It's, I don't even understand what the plot was. Moving on. So am I just going back to narrating this list then? Yeah, let's do it. All right, number three. Now Mike's number, number three. <laughs> sounds like a new form of like evacuation. Like poop? No, that's a number two. So number three is either something entirely new, or it's one and two at the same time. It's one, two, and three all at the same time. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Anywho, number three, and this one is, again, mostly on here just because of how graphic it is, but it's also one of the more satisfying ones that happens, and it's the end of Hostel 2. Do you remember this? No, I don't remember somebody losing their dick in Hostel. Okay, so in Hostel 2, Hostel 2 is about the three women that go there, but it also shows you a little bit more of the story because instead of focusing specifically on the victims, it focuses on the people who pay to go there as well. So we get to see a little more of the inner workings of like that society. And the story kind of parallels these three girls on vacation with these two guys who are businessmen from the US who want to go there specifically to kill people. And they're paying a little bit more to get an American too. And one of them is, I think they were both in like Desperate Housewives, but I don't know either of their names. Uh, one is like this guy who's more muscly, tall, kind of aggro. And he's like super like, yeah, we're going to go there and we're going to fucking kill people and it's going to be great. And his friend's like, yeah, I really don't know about this. And he's like, come on, man, you hate your wife. It'll be fun. That was like the argument. And they go there. And once the guy who's super aggro gets into it, he like starts to kill this girl and then feels really bad and says, I can't do it. I quit. So they kill him because that's not how this society works. You have to complete the kill or your liability. The other guy who's super mousy about it and doesn't know turns into like the biggest douchebag in the world. And he's like super excited to be killing people and he wants it so bad. Um, but the one girl who, I guess is still alive at this point, manages to sort of escape, but not really. And then she basically makes an offer to the people that run the society. She's like, I'll pay you literally anything you want to get out of here. And they're like, what do you mean? And apparently she is just like this super, super rich heiress who has like more money than God basically, and can buy her way out of this more money than the other guy can offer. So they tell her, okay, you pay us this much. They don't really disclose the amount, but you also have to kill someone that way you're liable to, and we don't see you as a, as a you know, potential problem later down the road. So she grabs like these hedge clipper shears that are on the table and goes over to the guy and just grabs his dick and like slices it off real quick, like cock and balls, chucks it to the dogs and like walks out of the room. Shit's hot. They're like, what about him? And she's like, let him bleed. And like, then the next shot is like her getting the, the dog, the black dog tattoo that she's like a part of the club. How do you not remember this? It was like super graphic and I'm pretty cool. I don't know. I feel like I haven't seen Hostel in such a long time. I want to say like 2009 is the last time I watched Hostel. Well, this was a fun one. Also, it's just weird because that guy is he's like in kids movies too. Like he was in uh, Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events on Netflix. And like, I just look at him and I'm like, Jim Carrey's in this. Jim Carrey was not in Hostel. You imagine if he was. What are you talking about? Lemony Snicket's. He was in that. No, not the TV show. He was in the movie they made. 
They made a Lemony Snicket movie in 2003 that performed very, very underwhelmingly at the box office, and they were going to turn it into three other movies or two other movies, but since the first one tanked so bad, they just never made any more. <laughs> Wait, there's going to be a bunch of them? Oh, well, I guess it's a book series, right? Well, it is a book series. Right now, they have the Netflix one that's completed, and that one's pretty cool. Like, uh, Neil Patrick Harris plays Count Olaf, and it follows the story for like three seasons, and parts of it are kind of repetitive, but it's actually like... It's actually pretty funny and well done for what it is. It's it's a good show. I figured out the name of the movie though. And what is it? Days of Darkness. Days that just sounds dumb. It was really bad. But yeah, there's totally like a scene where there's like a dick that falls off and they're like, Oh, I think this is his. <laughs> and it's like no shit. <laughs> but yeah, the zombies live in the ball sack for some reason i don't understand how this was meant to be all these reviews are oh 10 out of 10 there you go romero would be proud i'm looking at the parent guide sex and nudity penis showed on dead guy on autopsy table topless seduction scene this is like wikipedia violence and gore much cannibalism genitals falling off zombies fingers hacked off with machete yeah so that was great it was a good movie i recommend it 10 out of 10 that's why that's why i definitely remembered the name of it didn't it take me like forever of searching number two number two uh number two is the one that like disturbed me the most because i saw this movie when i was too young to watch it and there was something just like it looked really fucking real it was a real looking dick and it was just kind of horrifying and it was depressing no because that doesn't get cut off just gets aids he doesn't get aids yes he does he doesn't the real Johns Holmes did. Right. We're talking about a movie. All right. Anyway, dick's falling off. Dead Presidents from 1995 with uh, Lorenz Tate, Keith David. Who is and- their dick in that? Wow. Apparently, see, this is, I've seen most of these movies and I have nothing to say to you about them because of the fact that I don't focus on their dick falling off part, apparently. No, this was a big focus. Uh, Michael Imperioli, the guy who played Christopher in The Sopranos, is um, one of... Lorenz Tate's like squad mates when he's in Vietnam. And at one point they're all sitting around and the guy's like, Oh, where'd whatever go? I can't remember what his name is. And he's like, man, he went to go take a shit. It's like, nobody went with him, man. You know, he gets shy. He likes to go shit on his own. And they're like, well, he's been gone about 20 minutes. We better fucking find him. So they branch out. They try to find the guy and they do <laughs> now. What? Just, you know, we get shy. He likes to shit on his own, but like, I feel like, you know what? Almost everybody does. <laughs> the fact that it's weird for this group of friends to be like, man, he didn't want to go with us. I thought we were going to go have a big shit party together. No, it's the fact that they're in the middle of a jungle in Vietnam and they're, it's dangerous to be by yourself. Shit party. So they find him and he's on the ground in shock with like, his entire gut opened up and like all of his intestines have been like pulled out, but he's still alive. Cause I mean, they're still working and he's got his dick and balls shoved in his mouth. So they're like, Oh crap. So one guy goes over, he grabs the cock, throws it away. Uh, the other guys work on like trying to like put his intestines back in. And one of the guys gives Michael Imperioli morphine and Lorenz Tate's like, can I give him another one? They're like, no, no, another one will kill him. So then he's carrying Michael Imperioli like on his shoulders to bring him to whatever field hospital they're going to and he says like hey man i can't go home like this and he's like you're gonna be all right we're gonna fix you up he's like i can't go home like this just kill me 
So like Lorenz Tate gives him like another morphine shot that kills him. And they're like, oh man, he died. Weird. Oh man, he just, he just died. Well, they, they didn't say it like that, but like they were like, oh, he must've expired from blood loss or something, but he was really doing the guy a favor. But I mean, it was so real looking, like everything about the scene was like so horrifying. And I watched it when I was like way too young. And it's, I, it was one of those things that like I watched and I had built up in my head as like this super horrifying thing. You know how when you're like older, you rewatch them and you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. This one still was. This one, like today or when I'm like, you know, however old I was, like 12 or 14 or whatever, I don't remember, but it hits just as hard right now. Really? Like watch it. It's like the most disturbing scene in the entire movie. I mean, it'll be brand new for me because apparently I forgot that this happened to somebody in the movie. So... <laughs> This is going to be fantastic. I think it's streaming on Hulu, I want to say. I watched it a few months ago. I'm saying that, but it could have been like December or January. It was 12 years ago. <laughs> um, all right, so it's time for the honorable mentions now. Do you have any that occur to you that you want to throw in here? You said you had some TV ones. Oh, oh. Yeah, show that you never want to watch, Game of Thrones. There's like a whole army of eunuchs in that, and it's like an honor to become one of them. But does that really count? I mean, we're talking about like, what's the word? Non-consensual castrations here. They weren't consensual when they got their dicks cut off. They're slave army. Oh, okay. That's fair then. They get like new names. Like the one guy's name is Grey Worm. Nice, nice. Yeah. But you're not going to bring up the Theo Greyjoy castration? Oh, yeah. Did you watch that? Oh, I heard a dude gets his dick cut off. I definitely have to check this out because it's apparently your favorite thing in the world. I made it. I made it through season one of Game of Thrones until I was like, I can't do it anymore. I'm Did you sorry. not see the red wedding? No, but I know everybody gets killed. That was a good one. I already knew about that because I saw a movie that referenced it. It was like no. Fear Inc. or something. It was like this movie that was trying to be the Michael Douglas movie, The Game, but edgier. But it was really just dumb. But no, I I watched on YouTube or somewhere the the Theo Greyjoy clip and like. I just remember the part when the box of his dick gets sent back to his parents and his father's like reading the note and it says something along the lines of like, Theo cried when I took his favorite toy away from him. And the father's just like, he's not a man anymore. And the mother's like, he's still your son. It's like, nah, fuck that kid. I don't even love him now. No dick, no love. Yeah, that was weird. It's like, you weren't going to use his dick anyway. So like, what's the difference? Yeah, I mean, you were basically like, just given to another family just because did you get a chance to google bifurcated penis yet <sighs> no do it now i can imagine what it looks like yeah but especially if you can find a gif that would be helpful i don't want to see this i don't want to see speaking of things that look like snake tongues i saw a snake the other day when i was mowing my lawn i saved it nice nice by saved it i mean i didn't lawnmower it all right so let me go over some of my honorable mentions this one occurred to me the other day as i was falling asleep and i thought maybe i wouldn't remember when i woke up but i did and it's from carrie 2 an awful awful movie i think it was called carrie 2 the rage or something and the guy who gets castrated was like the oldest son on home improvement he got a harpoon through his dick and you could see his parts attached to the harpoon go out of his pants and into the pool so that was pretty sweet did you find the pictures no, I found a picture of a dude with a rubber band on the tip. That's worse somehow. Type in bifurcated. I typed in bifurcated penis. I don't. I don't know why that's what popped up for me so far. What the fuck is that? That's disgusting. 
It was it nutting through its nutsack? Oh. Why? <laughs> it looks like the mouth of the thing from Stranger Things. Why should you make me look at that? Oh, it's the kind of thing you look at and then you immediately forget. No big deal. I'm never going to forget that. <laughs> so another one on my list is, I don't know if it's technically a castration, but it's a trauma movie, so I figured you'd appreciate it either way. Um, it's from 1999 and it's called Terror Firmer. And it's about a transgender prostitute who is also a serial killer. And at one point, uh, she has a guy strapped down to a bed and he thinks he's about to get lucky, but he's not because what she does is she grabs his penis and keeps walking backwards until she gets to the other side of the room. It's stretched out like, I don't know, eight feet across the room right now. That's not how penises work. And then all of a sudden it like explodes and just the entire room's covered in blood. I remember very little of the rest of that movie. I don't know if I actually watched the whole thing, but that part stuck. Uh, next, honorable mentions, Castle Freak. Not a great movie. Uh, I think there was a version in 1994 with Jeffrey Combs, and then they remade it in 2020. I think it might have been a Shutter exclusive, not sure. Uh, the chick from My Mother's Eyes was in it, but everybody else I don't recognize. And basic concept there is there's a guy who is a freak who lives in the castle who was basically tortured by his mother from a very young age because the father left her for a younger woman, and she was upset and took it out on the son. So he like never saw the light of day, was kept in a dungeon in the basement, and she cut his dick off. Nice. The mom. Somehow that's worse. That it was the mom because she was mad at his dad. Um, next, and I don't know if you're going to remember this because it was a terrible movie. Um, I think Mickey Rourke might have been in it. It was from, I want to say 2011, maybe earlier. Uh, it was called Immortals, and it was basically like this whole stupid thing where people were like fighting gods, and gods were dying. and. There was this guy who decided all of a sudden he wanted to switch sides. He didn't want to be on the good army anymore. He wanted to be on the bad army. So he like went to the bad army and they like said, sure, you can be in our army. And they put this weird mask on him that like scratched up his face a whole lot. And then they spread out his legs. And then this giant dude walked over with like, like a two foot diameter sledgehammer and just like <clears throat> right on his dick. It seems like I remember it, but I don't think I saw it. Is this the one that was supposed to be like? A remake of, um, what was that God's movie from like way back in the day with Claymation and stuff? It was not a remake of Clash of the Titans. Oh, because that was actually just called Clash of the Titans, right? I don't yeah. think I saw this one then. It's not a great movie, and that's the only part of it I really remember. It had some okay visuals in it, but story-wise it was totally butt. I think more or less the visuals were trying to like play off of the success of 300. It feels like it was like that time when Mickey Rourke decided that he was going to re-retire from boxing <laughs> and be an actor again. Because he just kept doing it, going back and forth. All right. Uh, honorable mentions, real quick. There was a pretty good castration in the Spartacus TV show. They like introduced this new gladiator at the beginning of the episode who has like a super giant dick. And it's obviously digital. It's like, why didn't you just get somebody with a huge dick? But anyway, well, probably so they could take it off easier later. He got castrated later. And the, so that was like, it was like when you see a dog in a horror movie and you're like, that dog's going to die. That's the only reason that dog is in this movie. That was the only reason this dick was in that episode. Nice. You know, like a weird thing that I, um, I probably shouldn't know, but the movies get it wrong when they cut off dicks. Apparently when you cut off a dick, it like, like accordions together and gets real small. You mean like the severed penis? Yeah. 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 Well, we're going to ignore that because that kind of ruins the fun of my number one. It, I, I only know this because I heard like what the police had to say when they found, um, John Bobbitt. Bobbitt's, yeah, John Bobbitt's penis. They're like, it's like a peanut. 
So it just like all like bunches together when it's not on. It's like a scrunchie. Um, last honorable mention for me is from uh, Last House on the Left, and it's when the mom bites off Weasel's dick. That's from the original. I don't think that that's not in the remake, right? Uh, I don't think it was in the remake. I think Jesse from Breaking Bad played Weasel in the remake. I don't remember what happened to him. I just remember the microwave and the head thing at the end. Or head in the micro head in the microwave. That's the right actually. One. That's not my favorite part. My favorite part is when the guy decides to tell the guy that he put his friend's head in the microwave. I, I like the first Last House on the Left better, just because it's like a weird combination of like horror and like kind of like Dukes of Hazard style humor. So it was kind of uneven in that way, but the music fucked me up. You mean how it was like goofy banjo music, like with the cops, like the whole Keystone Cops thing, but then at the house it was like horrifying yeah like the chase through the woods was like i i watched that and i was like yeah i don't like this movie i was like this seems like this should be way more serious and it's got like cartoon music playing no it was i feel i mean it was Wes craven so i want to give it the benefit of the doubt but i feel like i would like to read some of his maybe we can find an article on like what he actually was thinking with some of that and what tone he was trying to convey because it wasn't straight apart and we know he can do that those Wes craven Definitely, yeah, that definitely didn't fit with me then, as I never would have, uh, I never would put that together. All right, so my number one, my number one is from a fantastic, and it's kind of almost a companion piece to like the stuff in terms of the fact that it's a melt movie where people just melt and transform and shit. Yeah, you're not selling this already. Oh, it's great. It's from it's it's got so many like bright blue and purple colors, and people. There's a dude that melts on a toilet. Uh, basically, it's the movie Street Trash from 1987, and the whole concept is there's this like it's it follows the homeless community living in like the back of a junkyard basically, and there's like one guy there who's a Vietnam vet, and he has like a knife made out of a femur, and he's like the king of the junkyard basically, and then there's the other people that it sort of follows around, but they're all like kind of bad people. Like it is the kind of movie that doesn't make you want to like give a homeless person a dollar; it makes you want to like clutch your purse because everybody in it's horrifying. <laughs> And the whole concept is that there's this liquor store where this guy finds this like box of purple alcohol. I think it's in these bottles labeled like Viper or something. And he's like, I wonder how long this has been down here. I'll sell them for a dollar. Basically, he sells them and like people drink them. And then within like, I don't know, 20 or 30 seconds, their insides sort of melt and um, they explode in some cases. Some cases they just melt. They all kind of change differently. So it it was a very fun special effects movie. But there's a scene in it where the king of the junkyard guy is accosting the other sort of main character, um, and he's like holding his femur knife to his throat next to this like wall of corrugated steel, and there's like holes in it for ventilation or whatever it was originally used for. And then this guy starts peeing through the hole, like from the other side, like he's just taking a piss, and he starts peeing like on the king of the junkyard guy. So the king of the junkyard guy grabs his dick, pulls it through, slices it off with the femur knife, and the guy's like. What? Where'd my dick go? And then for the next five to eight minutes ensues the best game of dick football you'll ever see in your life. They basically throw the dick all around the junkyard while the dickless guy runs after it, trying to catch it. And they're like playing monkey in the middle with him. And he just wants his dick back. So you see, the reason that I can't comment very much on some of these is because like, while you're telling it, I, I just run out of words. Like I, (laughs) You're telling that one, and I'm just like, what? There are close-up shots of it flying through the air. Um, it lands in a puddle at one point. 
someone made this a movie? The funniest thing about it is the guy whose dick is getting thrown around, the guy chasing the dick, is the movie's producer. That was the part he wanted to play. The dickless guy chasing his dick around the junkyard. Yeah. I don't have anything to contribute to that. I don't, I, if you do, I feel like you're a monster. You should watch it. It's streaming on, um, on AMC or Shutter or whatever. I already forgot what it was called. It's called Street Trash, but it's more like Street Gold. Is that the actual subhead, like, subtitle? No, that was just my personal take on it. Why do I feel like I've heard of this? I don't know. I saw it once a long, long time ago, and then I saw it was on uh, now. I haven't like, seen it, but I've, I've heard of the movie. It's a fun special effects movie, if nothing else. I don't else. believe you. <laughs> well, I think you should check it out. So that's been the top 10 movie castrations. Mike's and favorite topic. One of them, yeah. <laughs> Loves watching a good dick get cut off. It's better than baseball. I don't know. I don't know. So follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Beard B-Roll and look for us anywhere you find podcasts. Check out our website, BeardedBroll.com for info and links to merch. And feel free to email us with ideas and suggestions at BeardedBroll at gmail.com. And check out our Discord. People are going to want to talk to us now. Sure they will. All the weird dick freaks. That's not all we talk about, though. We don't just talk about dicks. We talk about lots of cool stuff. Don't try and back out of it now. <laughs> but we for sure talk about dicks, too. If you own it, there's nothing wrong with it. Goodbye.